Hello, welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. Each day on the show, we take an interesting idea or topic and dissect it. All we ask of you is that you give us 15 minutes so that we can entertain you. And maybe, just maybe, you might learn something new. Hello, if you can hear this microphone, here's what I need you to do right this second. I need you to share the Smarticle Podcast. I need you to go to our website or wherever you get your podcasts, rate and review. And tell your friends to listen to Smarticle. Before they even listen to the show, you want them to just Before turn it off and go. Before they listen huh. to the show, Interesting. it's like listening to the voice of God, Brandon. Go and share the show Ooh. because Brandon is going to start digging ditches, literally digging ditches <laughs> off the side of a road if we do not get more subscribers. I don't think I'll dig ditches, but uh, yeah, it would be great to have subscribers. That would be fun. All right. So we're really big on Snapchat. You could follow us there. Brandon, those messages. Oh, just- Snapchat. Isn't that for like teenagers? They disappear after. So you could send me negative imagery of your undercarriage. Oh, and then it would disappear. My junk. <laughs> I would tell people that's not true. They, they never, nothing disappears. It goes online. So I'm just saying Snapchat. All right. Here's the headline today. Here's what wealthy means in 2023 America. Ooh, in five show me numbers. The money. The great Daniel Device writing this in usatoday.com. Well, you know what's interesting? We've been doing this show long enough now that we're starting to get a lot of repeat authors. We did a, a Daniel Device. I looked at him. I was like, oh, I remember that guy. He wrote this B.B. King biography that I want to read. I haven't read it yet, but it was like thing. So anyway, he's just a, a freelance journalist. I wouldn't give him a woke or a waga. He's just somewhere in there. He does a really good job. I like his writing. Before I get into the numbers, I think you're a great person to ask this question. Oh. Do you feel wealthy? Do I feel wealthy? Yes, you. That depends on the day. Oh. Interesting. It really does depend on the day. I mean, I feel like when I can think, when I stop and think about my place in the universe in on the globe, and compared to like other people in other countries, I am ridiculously wealthy. I mean, I'm not worried about where I'm going to get my next meal. I'm not worried about. Uh, I have a nice house. I have a car. I have a great family. My kid goes to a good school. I mean, we are incredibly, incredibly wealthy. Are we as wealthy as some people we know? No. And so there are days that I feel a little stressed about it, but. By and large, if depending on the day, I guess yes. How many acres is your plantation in North Carolina, Brandon? Well, it's a 5,000-acre plantation that we okay. own. Larry, you know what? I live in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, where no one has I acreage. Said, oh, we're on okay. a hill. There's no acreage. All right. Well, I thought that was an appropriate question because we're talking about what the average American feels to be wealthy. Here's a number. Here's a Feels, not, not what it is, but what they feel like. Correct. We're going to kind of go through this step by step. In different ways, the average American family feels both wealthier and poorer now than a few years ago. Here's the first one. Median household wealth hit 192000 last year, mm. up 37% since 2019, the largest jump in the history of the Federal Reserve's survey of consumer finances. Now, I first saw this number, I was like, holy crap, the median of household wealth is $192,000 that's not the real number, right, Brandon? No, no, that's just their whatever equity in their home, whatever yes. it is. So it's not that's not they're not making that much a year. They just have that much. So that yeah, if they that if they sold everything, they could somehow clear one hundred ninety two thousand dollars, and then does it live seem, on the street. Pr- seem about right to you? Uh, it seemed high, but really? you know, when I started thinking about like if the average American owns a home, and I don't know what percentage of people own a home. Let's say you owned a one hundred fifty thousand dollar house in Fresno. And it was close to paid off. Maybe you had $100,000 in equity in it. And you had some in a 401k or a, some IRAs. 
You could be at 100. I mean, that seems reasonable to me to get to 100. But it certainly doesn't mean that you're going to be able to retire. That that seems really low if we think about retirement. Just because you were talking there, I had a chance to go to the Google machine. What do you oh. think the percentage of Americans that own a home is? What do you think that number is? 50%. It is 66%. Yeah, 66%. That seems pretty good. So when you say 66%, we're talking about the median household with 190,000. Seems about right to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, remember that there are people that have a ridiculously expensive homes, yes. and there are people, I mean, if you own a home, it's probably, unless it's like a trailer, probably worth fifty dollars to $100,000 minimum. Just real quick, let's talk about some terms. Mean is di different than median. This isn't yeah. the mean. This is the actual number of people in the middle that right. had that, right? Right, right. Okay. So then here's the next sort of stat. In a recent survey of 2,000 Americans by the personal finance site LendingTree, 60% said they do not believe that they will ever become wealthy. Now, you can read a lot into that. Like, so what is wealthy, right? That's number one. You you, you had different definitions of that yourself. Yeah, you I, that I think that's a very, very complicated term. And again, this isn't yes. about like some economist sat down and created a, a spreadsheet no. metrics on what is actual wealth? I think what most Americans look at as wealthy is you no longer have to worry about anything. Like you are like in a sense of you're financially prepared for anything. Right. You don't think so? You, you, by the way, we know rich people that are worrying about money. So right. no, no, I know uh, what I mean though. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying that's realistic. I'm saying what people think of when they think of wealthy is when I become wealthy, I will no longer have to worry about X. We know that's not true. But I think that's what people think of when they think of wealthy. Hmm. Interesting. I'd say 60% say they do not believe they will ever become wealthy. And you think that's people saying like the situation that I'm in in life, I will never be able to dig out regardless of whatever I do. Uh, I don't know if it's as complicated as digging out. I think that there are some people obviously that are in incredible debt. There are people that don't have hmm. any homes. I mean, I think there are people that are obviously there are lots of Americans in poverty. But I think that what they mean by wealthy is I no longer necessarily have to worry about if I lose my job, I'm going to lose my house. If I lose my job, I won't be able to feed my family. If put in, you know, a thing here. I think that's what people think of when they think wealthy. Like, okay, so think about a lottery mentality, right? A lot of Americans are like, I'm going to play that lottery. The odds of you winning a lot, this is true. You have a higher chance of being killed by a meteor in your home than you do of winning a lottery. It's literally a higher chance of being struck by a piece of space debris right, in, in percentages of people that actually play the lottery. But yet people play the lottery because they want to have... Why? Why would you pay money that you're never going to get back because you think, man, I'm going to be able to... And then I'll be able to do whatever I want whenever I want. So I forget the statistical problem, but, but there's a number of decimal places that go out where it's statistically impossible probable right, or impossible right, right that's what it is to win the lottery you're, right you're, you're, you're i love that the odds of playing the lottery someone's got to win larry you can't win i play the lottery so that we can play what are we going to do if we win the lottery which is super fun which always causes arguments in my house sure that's why i, I do the two dollars so that yeah. someone in my family gets pissed when i say we're going to give it all away that's why we play the lottery oh, 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 oh. i know exactly who gets pissed when you say you're going to give it all away somebody from Wall Creek. Mm. yes I'm not, I don't like this statistic. We won't talk about it, but I got to read it. 2.6 million is the sum represents the net worth of the median American family in the upper 10% of income. 
range that most of us would deem as wealthy. So right. the average wealthy person, the top 10%, has 2.6 million bucks. Right. Which, by the way, kind of seems a little low because, once again, you're factoring in they own a home and cars and blah, blah, blah. But Doesn't again, this that. is about what people think of when they yeah. think of the top 10%. 2.6 is the number that Americans pull out of the air. They're like, oh, if I had $2.6 million, I would be in the top 10%. So I, I'm not sure this is from Moody Analytics, and maybe that's the actual number. I don't, of, or you think about it, it's like $2.6 million. If you have a lot of people with zero or negative wealth, yeah. Then it could, well, this is the upper. This is the upper. Yeah, 10% yeah that's what of I'm income. saying. I'm saying is that that upper ten percent income could be representative of. There might be people way up there that are pulling that number up, and then there are people that have zero money or negative money that could make that number look really high too. I know I'm going to butcher this. I'm not a mathematician, but I'm going to play one on Smarticle. It's like ten percent of the wealth in America is owned by like two percent of the uh, people. It's fifty percent of America wealth. Is owned by like 400 families. That's it's, insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And it, for most of my life, I have been an avowed and avid capitalist. I've always believed in the idea of the capitalist system until the last, really after 08. When 08 hit, I was like, wait a second. And, and I think it's gotten in our lifetime and not, you know, in a relatively short period of time, we've gotten to the point where there's this massive gap between yeah. wealthy and uh, the two Americas. And That's what right. that president, pre the guy right. who got cheated on his videographer. Um, he was know. running for president um, from North Carolina. He was oh the, yeah. 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 Edwards. But that was a long time. He ago. ran on, he ran on two Americas and I, I, I completely agree with there is two Americas now. Yeah, there really are. And you know, the crazy part is that if not to go, we're not going to go deep in the weeds on this, believe it or not, I'm not going to land the plane quick. Oh, Okay, but we, what we're what we're creating here is is ultimately a feudal system where you have this very small percentage of people with all the power on top, and everyone else, ninety seven percent of the people, are down below. So even when you feel like, oh, I've got it made, no, you don't. You could have it taken away tomorrow. There are very very few people that actually control the wealth in this country. You know, I was talking to a, a friend who's starting a private equity firm, and he's talking millions of name dollars. Drop. I didn't say a name. I Humble just said, brag. I no. I said I have a friend who's starting. I don't. Let me finish what I was going to say, <laughs> dickwad. I'm sorry, Pat Olson, but sometimes your son is a dick. So what I was going to say is this guy's doing this private equity thing with some other guy, and I'm, I'm scratching oh. my head thinking to myself, how in the world do you, you walk and you say, we want to raise you know, $20 million to invest? I'm like, why do you think you should get $20 million? And they would say, hey, because we can make a return on this investment. But there are very few people out there that can actually do that. So it's just, it's kind of mind boggling to me. And that's the point of the two Americas. The average dude who, you know, or woman who, you know, works at a, as a plumber or as a administrative assistant, is not thinking about raising millions of dollars for a private equity firm. And even those people that are raising money, you just said it yourself. We know people that are in private equity that still worry about money. They live, you know, they live, ah, I'm not going to be able to buy that, that airplane if I don't do X. It's like, whoa. You are dialed in, bro, and yet you're still worried about money. So that's all I mean by that. This is the last number I want to give, and then we'll kind of discuss wealth more. 483000 is how much Americans believe they would need to earn in a year to be rich. That number is more than six times the 75000 in the average salary earned by a full-time worker in 2021. So the average yeah. worker makes 75000 It's six times that amount. If I made $483,000 in one year, mm. by the way, that's not really that amount of money, right? You take it, 
take yeah, a third taxes, out of the way. Right? But I would think they would say, yeah, okay, third. If you, if let's just say someone gave me three hundred thousand dollars, I could probably invest that and live pretty goodish for a pretty good amount of time. Well, you, well, number one is anyone that knows you, you you are not a you are a frugal dude. You do not live crazy life. You have you have managed to live a good life in a in a very expensive city, but ultimately, it's not like you're. You're running around in a brand new car. I have no people to buy a new car every two or three years. I'm like, oh my god, oh my really? gosh, it's like crazy. So, you know, part of that is just your lifestyle that you've chosen. But I would say most people would say that that is a high number. The crazy part about that is if you look at the ink of the salaries of the CEOs in this company, four hundred thousand is nothing. That is nothing. The, the disparity between a CEO's salary and the average worker at a company is off the charts ridiculous. That's the real problem is this massive gap between these two things. Like it's not, it's not a bad, I mean, CEOs have to work hard and they create wealth and they, and they, you know, for shareholders and they do all this stuff, but are they really worth 50 million times more than the people that work under them? I would argue no. I think this word wealth that we've been talking about is such an interesting word mm -hmm. because how do you, how will you, how do you describe yourself when you're wealthy? We know this. We talk about this all the time. The more money you have, there's a high probability the more miserable you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Can you be happy with what you have? If you want to, if you're always looking for wealth, probably not ever going to be happy with what you have at that moment. So I think wealth is a loaded term. I love these numbers we gave. They're all loaded. Are you happy with what you have right now? Yeah, and I think that can you be happy no matter where you are? We've talked about this. Well, again, I always parse this because I believe there's a huge difference between being happy and being at peace. And I don't think that, I think you can be at peace with wherever you are. I think it's hard to be happy. Like, it, honestly, if you're just barely keeping the lights on, it's probably tough to be happy, but you might yeah. be able to be at peace. Yeah, there's a that. number, there's a median right. in there that we've talked yeah, about a lot. Of course. Here's how I know, I actually feel wealthy on most Fridays. And here's mm. how I feel wealthy. Oh. Man. I came to this conclusion earlier this year. Drinking more champagne. <laughs> when I I feel wealthy and fancy when I'm drinking champagne. So on Fridays, Andre break Brute? Out a nice little brute. Whenever it's Friday, I break out the champagne and I literally go. Me and the wife are wealthy tonight. Pretty wow. simple little trick, wow. right? Just drinking bubbly makes me feel wealthy. Interesting. What do you think of my I don't like champagne, and I oh, don't well, buy see, it. You're never going to be. But wealthy. I love the fact that you you think that way. You you get it. For me and my wife, it's going out to a fun cocktail bar oh, makes us feel oh, wealthy oh, to have a okay. nice uh, a cocktail or a mocktail, depending on the, how I'm feeling about life at that time. But no, that's I try not to worry too much about it because it eats me up if I even compare myself to other people. So these numbers I try to avoid. So I feel wealthy when I drink champagne. Then I go around the corner and get $8 toast, which is what it costs now in San Francisco, and I feel unwealthy. Ooh. So I feel wealthy, and then I go around the corner and spend $15 on a hamburger, and I'm like, I'm no longer well, wealthy. Well, $15 on hamburgers everywhere, by the way. Yeah, it's just stupid. All right, Brandon, thank you for sharing your wealth tips with us today. Once again, share, like, follow, subscribe to the Smarticle Podcast. Thank you, Brandon.